Greetings, family. Thanks for joining us. The Talma message is victory in knowing him. Victory in knowing him. Let's get right into the word. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. I'm reading the second part of that verse. It says, But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. The people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Who are these people? These are people that know they are God and are victorious because they know they are God and do great exploits. Not just for themselves, but exploits for God. If I move on, Second Peter chapter 1, verse 2 to a 3, I touched on it last week. It says, may you have more and more grace and peace through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. May you have more and more grace and peace. The grace that I spoke about last week, the Bible says, may you have more and more of it through the knowledge, through the knowledge of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul continues to say, by his divine power, the Lord has given us everything we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of the one who called us by his own honor and glory. What is Paul saying here? He's saying through knowledge, may you grow in grace, may you grow in peace, through knowledge, may you understand, may you have an appreciation of the divine power that has given us everything we need. We have been given everything by this divine power. We have everything that we need for life. We have everything that we need for godliness. And we only get an appreciation. We can only get an understanding of this power of these things that have been given to us. Uh, we can only get an appreciation of these things that have been given to us through knowing Him. Hallelujah. Through the knowledge of Him. In other words, child of God, God has released everything to us. God has released everything to us. And we can only understand, we can only appreciate, we can only know these things through the knowledge of Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Child of God, I'm saying to you this morning, I've hit on a high note, I'm saying to you this morning, child of God, victory is certain through knowing Him, through knowing the Lord. Those who know the Lord, those who know they are God, shall be strong, and those that know they are Lord shall carry out great exploits. Paul speaks to the Philippians and he looks at knowing God. He looks at knowing the Lord from a different perspective when he speaks to the Philippians. He says in Philippians chapter 3 verse 5, from verse 5 to about 9, he starts in verse 5 and just laying out his accolades, laying out what, what he's achieved. He says to them, you know, I am, I am the one who was circumcised on the eighth day. I am a Hebrew of Hebrews. When it comes to being obedient to the law, I am a Pharisee. I abide by every law. I am blameless. But then he says in verse 7, these things were my assets. These things were what I, I, I trusted in. 
but I wrote them off as lost for the sake of Christ. But even beyond that, I consider everything a loss in comparison with the superior value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. I have lost everything for him, but what I lost, I think of as sewer trash so that I might gain Christ and be found in him. Paul is saying these things at one stage, the fact that I knew every part of the law, the fact that I was a Hebrew of Hebrews, the fact that I am from the tribe of Benjamin, these were assets to me before I knew Christ. These were assets to me, but I've written them off. I consider them like sewer trash. They mean nothing to me. There's nothing as superior as knowing, as knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Victory in knowing Him. Victory in knowing Him. The Lord speaks in the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 9. The Lord says, let the wise not glory in their wisdom. Let them not boast about their wisdom. Let those who are strong not glory in their strength or in their might. Let those who are rich let those who are wealthy not glory in their riches. Let you not glory in your riches. He says in Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 24, he says, But let him who glories, let him who glories, glory in this, that he understands and knows me. Let him that wants to glory, let him that wants to boast, let him boast not about his wealth, let him not boast about his power, let him not boast about his wisdom, but let him boast about that he understands and knows me. Glory to the King. He says, let him boast about knowing me, understanding me. What is knowing God? What is knowing God? Let me say to you, child of God, I know the president of South Africa. I know him. I have read about him. I listen to him. I can identify him from a crowd. I can see him from a crowd. I also know, to give an example, I also know Denzel Washington. I've seen him in movies. He's a good actor. I can identify him from a crowd. But child of God, is this the know me that God is talking about, no, 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 it certainly is not. God is not talking about this intellectual knowing of someone. God is not talking about reading and knowing about someone. He says, I want you to know me. I want you to know me. I want you to know me intimately. I want you to know me. And this knowing of me must be relational and not intellectual knowledge. This knowing of me must be birthed on a relationship. Just like my knowing my wife, who I've known for 35 years and I've been married to, now nearing 29. I know her intimately. My knowledge of her is different to my knowledge of the president. I know her. I've got a deeper relationship. I've got an intimate relationship with her. My knowledge based on the experience. And God is saying to us, I want you to know me because the things I've given you things, his divine power has given us things pertaining to life, 
pertaining to godliness. And these things are through knowing him. I'll only discover these things through knowing him. When I begin to know him, the Psalm 23 begins to make sense. When David says, the Lord is my shepherd, he understood, he knew God intimately. That is why he could say, the Lord is my shepherd. He is my shepherd. He feeds me, he guides me, he protects me, he covers me. I've got a relationship with him. The Lord is my shepherd. That is why when you know him, when you have an intimate relationship with him, when Paul says, the Lord shall supply all my needs according to his glorious riches, you understand it, you have an appreciation of it. Glory to Jesus. Let me just pause there. Maybe I'm ahead of myself. Let me just pause there and say, child of God, it is not easy to trust someone that you don't know. It is not easy to trust someone that you don't know. I'm saying to you, victory, victory is in knowing him. There is victory in knowing him. Hallelujah. That is why in Hosea 6 verse 6, the Bible says, I want you to know me more than I want bad offerings. God is saying, I'm interested, I'm more interested in you knowing me. I'm interested in seeing you striving, coming towards wanting to know me that I am interested in your offerings. Glory to Jesus. God wants us to have an intimate relationship with him. The Bible says Jesus came to reconcile us with the Father. Reconciliation speaks to relationship and not religion. That's why Hosea says, I want you to know me because this is about a relationship, not religion. This is about a relationship and not religion. Glory to Jesus. Let me just share with you some examples of what people thought was knowledge. Jesus speaks to the Pharisees. These are people that know the word inside out. These are people that have started hating Jesus. These are people that have denied Jesus. These are people that are planning to kill Jesus. In the book of John chapter 5 verse 39 the Bible says, You study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them, in the scriptures, you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. You study these scriptures. You think eternity is in these scriptures. You think by being obedient with these scriptures, you will find eternal life. These scriptures point to me. Therefore, come to me. The relationship is with me. It is not in the scripture. You are starting to seek to know more about the scripture, about the commands, than the one that gives the command. Jesus is saying, you guys, you are missing the point. This thing is not about religion. This thing is not about religion. This is about relationship. I am here with you. The scripture that you are reading, the things that you are wanting to do, points towards me. They point towards me. But you don't want to come.
You don't want to come to me. Because when you come to me, me and you begin to have a relationship. Me and you begin to draw nearer. Me and you, you then begin to understand what we call substance over form. Because unless you understand, unless you have knowledge, unless you know the one that makes the commands, it's not easy to keep the commands. That's the message for someone. Unless you know the one that makes the commands. That is why in the book of John, in one of the letters, John says, if you keep the commands, then that is a demonstration that you know him. That is a demonstration that you know him. Paul is in Athens. In Acts 17, verse 22 to 23, he says, Men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are very religious. Oh, I perceive that in all things you are very religious. For as I was passing through and consider the objects of your worship. I even found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God. I even found as I was walking, you are worshiping, you are so religious, but one of the signs that I saw was a bold writing to the unknown God. Therefore, the one who you worship without knowing, you are worshiping someone without knowing. That is why you call him an unknown God. I'm here to now proclaim to you that this God, this one that you are, think you are worshiping, he's the creator of the universe. He doesn't live in things made by hands of man. He doesn't need to be worshipped by things of man. Because he owns everything. Everything belongs to him. The thing that you breathe. So here is a situation, child of God. People are religious, so religious. Worshipping in an unbelievable manner. But right there, they're saying, you are worshipping an unknown God. But God is saying, I want you to know me. I want to have an intimate relationship with you. I want you to experience me. Not hear about someone's experience of me, but I want you to experience me. There is victory in knowing him. Another example of a type of knowing is found in John 14, verse 5 to 9. Jesus is telling his disciples, I'm going, I'm about to leave. I am going to go to the Father to prepare a place for you. I will then come and fetch you. You will then be with me. You know where I'm going to. You know who I'm going to. You know the way there. And Thomas says to Jesus in verse 5, Lord, we do not know where you are going. And how can we know the way? 
Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? And Jesus says to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Hear this, verse 7. For if you had known me, you would have known my Father also. If you had known me, I've been with you for over three years. I've been walking with you. You've been feeding on my word. You've been seeing the miracles. But now you still don't know me. Philip continues and says, Lord, show us the Father. Then all shall be fine. And Jesus, in verse 9, turns to Philip and says, Have I been with you so long? And yet, you have not known me, Philip. I've been with you for so long. I've been with you for so long. Philip and Thomas and everyone, I've been with you so long, yet you do not know me. Yet you do not know me. So, child of God, it's possible to be attending church. It's possible to be walking, to be praying. It's possible to be doing all the things that are sort of religious, all the things that are expected of a believer, but not know God and not know Jesus. And here is an example. Had you known me, you wouldn't have asked you wouldn't have been asking these questions. We do not know the way. We do not show us the Father. We do not know the Father. I am. What you see in me is what is in the Father. I've been saying to you, I don't say what the Father does not tell me to say. I don't do what the Father does not tell me to do. Therefore, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. For three years, I've been revealing the Father. So how can you say you don't know me? Are you repeating what you said? This is my version. Are you repeating what you said when I calmed the storm? Because the disciples were amazed and they said, who is this man? Who is this man when Jesus calmed the storm? There is victory in knowing God. There is victory, child of God, in knowing Jesus. Let me just illustrate examples of people that knew God. Let me just illustrate examples of people that had an intimate relationship with God. And Abraham is a classical example. There are many instances in the Bible where Abraham demonstrates, where there is a demonstration that Abraham has an intimate relationship with God. That is why when God said, Abraham, go and sacrifice your son, Abraham did not hesitate because he had an intimate relationship with God. He could trust God who had said to him, you'll become father of many nations, not through Ishmael, but through your own son. And he's now over 100, and it's taken him 100 years to get Isaac. But when God says, go and sacrifice your son, Abraham does not hesitate. He quickly does and goes. And when his son asks him, where is the sacrifice, father? His father says, the Lord, the Lord that I know, the Lord that I have an intimate relationship with, will provide the sacrifice. The rest is history. Now, one good example in Abraham's story is found one day. Abraham is sitting outside his tent in the heat 
of the day. And he lifts up his head, and suddenly there are three men. And Abraham rushes to those men, and he greets them. The Bible says he bowed boldly. He hit the ground and said, Lord, if you found favor in me by visiting, please spend a moment. Please spend time. Please refresh in my place. May I prepare something for you? He lifted his eyes, and because he had an intimate relationship with God, he realized that these were not ordinary people. He rushed and bowed, and many versions said he cried out and said, Lord, in bowing down. And having bowed down, the man agreed to stay, and Abraham rushes to his wife, please bake bread urgently. He picks up a choice calf, one of the best calves, tells his servant, prepare slaughter it. There are important guests in my house. Prepare this quickly. And the Bible says, as he was escorting them out, this is the day when the Lord said to Abraham, this time next year, your wife will have a son. So as he's escorting them out, as he's leading them out, the Lord says, shall I hide anything? Shall I hide what I'm about to do in Sodom and Gomorrah? This is an intimate relationship. He has told Abraham what is going to happen in his house. He has told Abraham what is going to do in his house. But as they are walking out, the Lord says, Shall I not tell him about what is going to be happening there? About what I'll be doing there in Sodom and Gomorrah? This is something that is birthed out of intimate relationship. This is something that is birthed not just out of intellectual knowledge. This is something that is out of relational knowledge. Relational knowledge. Knowledge based on a relationship. And that is why, that is why Abraham could start to negotiate with God. And he negotiates with humility. I'm just a dust. I am just ashes. He negotiates with God and says, God, if you found 50 righteous people in the city, will you save the city? And God says, yes, I will save the city. He goes down, Lord, you've heard me. If there were 40, and he negotiates until he's down to 10, because he had a personal relationship with the Lord. He had an intimate relationship with the Lord. He understood. He just didn't do rituals. He just didn't do acts because he was commanded. He wanted to draw closer to the one that gives the command to the lawmaker. He drew closer to him. Hallelujah. There is victory in knowing God. Child of God, I am saying, let us not be a people that just does things out of ritual. Let's not do things just because certain things are happening. People are doing this, people are doing that. Let us seek the one that instructs us to do those things. Let us seek a relationship with God and no one else through Jesus Christ. Let us have a relationship with him. I said I'll give you examples of people that had a relationship with God, that knew God, 
that could boast about knowing God that took knowing God more important than anything else King Hezekiah he falls sick a prophet comes to him and tells him you'll not recover this king turned around and faced the wall and started reminding God how him as a person had walked faithfully had wholeheartedly devoted his life to God a life that was intimate he let the prophet go because his relationship with God was not through the prophet that is why he released the prophet he let the prophet go many of us are sticking to prophets instead of looking up to God and God is saying stop looking and elevating other people higher than I am I am a jealous God the glory belongs to me start focusing on me the king turned to God and started praying and as he was crying to God as he was speaking to God and the Lord told the prophet to come and tell the same man that he had a relationship with that he is going to heal him in the coming days and not only will he heal him he'll add 15 more years to his life not only are we supposed to know God but we are supposed to grow in this relationship Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 says this is Paul saying I'm praying I ask God the glorious father of our Lord Jesus Christ to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that so that you might grow in your knowledge of God this is not the intellectual knowledge I'm talking about this is the relational knowledge that I'm talking about this is the knowledge that is found in the amplified version of 2nd Peter chapter 1 verse 2 to a 3 which says this is a true knowledge this is intimacy this is personal coming back to Philippians chapter 3 verse 10 of it Paul has already said there is nothing as superior as knowing God. There is nothing as superior as knowing Jesus. There is nothing as superior. He goes on to verse 10 in the New Living Translation. He says, I want to know him. I still desire to know him. Yes, I've made the knowledge of him. I've appreciated that knowing him intimately is more superior. But I'm not there yet. I'm still wanting to know him. I'm still hungry to know him. I'm saying to you, child of God, the fact that you've received salvation should not be the end of it. It is just the beginning. That is not where it stops. Let's just take it a step further. The Bible in the book of Galatians, Galatians chapter 4, verse 8 to 9, the Bible says, But then, indeed, when you did not know God, you served those which by nature are not gods. But now, after you've known God, or rather, are known by God, that hit me child of God it's one thing to know God it's another to be known by God it is my sincere hope that as you grow in the knowledge of him 
as you stride towards knowing God that you might be known by him. Paul says, you knew God, but let, let me rather say, God knew you. You are known by God. Jesus, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, he says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will get into the kingdom of heaven. Only those who do the will of my Father, who is in heaven, will enter. On the judgment day, many people will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name and expel demons in your name and do lots of miracles in your name? Then I will tell them, I never knew you. Get away from me, you people who do wrong. Now, Jesus is saying here, only those people who I know will enter the kingdom of heaven. You can know me, you can call me, you can do miracles, you can prophesy in my name, you can cast out demons in my name, you know my name and there's power in my name, but if I don't know you, the fact that you know his name, you need to be known by him because Jesus speaks these words. He says, people will come to me and say, I prophesy in your name, not just any other name. And I saw miracles. I cast out demons, not in any other one's name. But because I knew your name, I called your name. But I will stand and say, I never knew you. Lord, I attended every church service I could attend. Lord, I prayed until there was no voice left. But Jesus says, on the day of judgment, people will say, I did this in your name. I stood in your name. But Jesus says, I did not know you. Jesus says, only those who do the will of the Father will enter his kingdom. You can know him, but beyond knowing him, you need to do his will. He says, your obedience is indication of that you know me. You cannot be in sin and still claim you know the one hates as i come to a close child of god what does it take to know god what does it take to know jesus what do you need to do to know jesus i want to give you a few points and we are done first of all you must make a conscious decision that knowing jesus knowing god is more superior than anything paul in Philippians we, we read 
states that, that I realized I wrote everything off that I thought was an asset and I realized that knowing God was more superior and I then pushed ahead, I then desired to grow in the knowledge of Him. Child of God, it's important that you make that conscious decision. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 2, Paul again says, for I resolve to know. I resolve to know nothing while I was with you. I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ. I made a resolution. I committed to know nothing else except him except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Hallelujah. Once you've made that resolution, once you've resolved, then child of God, start taking the necessary steps. You cannot grow an intimate relationship without spending time with the one that you want to grow intimacy with. So you need to spend more time in prayer. You need to spend more time with God, reading His Word. If you want to know God, you spend your time with Him in prayer. When you come to pray before God, pray with intention. Prayer is a two-way communication. Pray expecting to hear from God. When you are praying, you are telling God what your challenges are. You are giving thanks to God. You are telling God what you desire. And then you also waiting to receive from God. God, what do you want to say about me? Don't be like the child that's always coming to his father. Father, I want this, this, that, and the other. Laying his or her demands and then running away without waiting for the father to say whatever he wants to say. Spend more time. Spend time in prayer. Put God first. Make God your priority. As you make God your priority, not just on a Sunday, every day of the week, you don't eat once a month. You don't eat once a week. You eat every day and sometimes three, four times a day to feed the body. Start to feed your spirit. Number two, read the word. Spend time in the word. Spend time in the word. Because I said, God speaks to us through his word. Joshua 1 verse 8, the Lord says to a Joshua, Joshua, study this book. Study this book of instruction continuously. Let it not leave you. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be sure to obey everything written in it only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do meditate on it 
meditate on it read a word in the morning and the whole day just meditate on it let it sink let it move from your mind into your heart then you will begin to know you'll begin to have an intimate relationship with God you'll begin to have a better understanding with God because it is through the knowledge of God that we begin to appreciate that his divine power has given us all things pertaining to life and to godliness it is through knowing him that we stand strong and do mighty deeds as i close if you want to accept jesus as lord and savior your relationship with him has not been good or it's never been been there this is the the time say this prayer with me Jesus, I accept as my Lord and Savior today. Today, I believe and I know that my sins are forgiven. Forgiven by your blood on the cross. Today, I am a new creation. The old is gone. I thank you that today I can call myself a child of God. In Jesus' most precious name, thank you. God bless you. God, grow you spiritually. In Jesus' most precious name, amen.